Hi, I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. I just checked out Predator 2 in 4K. We were so excited back in 1990 that this was coming out. I mean, it's a follow-up to that just classic, iconic Predator movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. We knew Arnold wasn't going to be in it. Somehow Danny Glover got the role, but he's very good at it, actually. Um, had a 20 to $30 million budget. Not a lot back then. Well, it was a lot back then, not a lot now. Uh, movie went on to gross about $57 million, so a modest hit. Got negative reviews for the most part, but what a cast. Danny Glover. Gary Busey, before he got totally weird, Ruben Blades, Maria Conchita Alonso, Bill Paxton, Robert Davi, um, music by Alan Silvestri, uh, same producers behind it, Lawrence Gordon, Joel, Joel Silver, uh, John Davis, Jim and John Thomas wrote it like the first, they you know, they they wrote the characters from the get-go. 20th Century Fox produced it, Silver Pictures. You know, it it had all the makings of great... And for many, many years, I called this my second favorite Predator movie. Well, because there was only two for the longest time. Stephen Hopkins directed this, and he went on to direct, like, Lost in Space and a few other pretty good movies that just didn't do well because, well... I don't know if it's the scripts or his directing or whatever. The the movies are just short of the A-list mark for whatever reason. Um, and re-watching this movie now, it has a few issues. It really does. Um, it's 108 minutes. It still could have been trimmed a little bit. The idea to take the Predator character who we met in the 1987 movie... Uh, He's in the jungles. He comes to Earth to find, you know, good fighters to, 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 to be challenged in his hunts and that kind of thing. That's what predators come here for. And so the idea of this movie is that they came to the urban jungle of the United States because there's war in the streets at this time with drug uh, cartels and things like that, just shooting the cops with automatic weapons. The cops have to bring in special weapons. You know, it's, it's just Los Angeles is just hell. And so the idea is that the, he's come here now. And through this opening scene, um, this massive shootout in the streets, a Predator sees Danny Glover's character just lay waste to a bunch of the bad guys by himself. And so immediately he's interested in that character. And then while all of this is going on and they, they find that uh, later, a little right after the big, the big long shootout scene, it seems to go on forever, um, one of the drug cartels, the cops are going to take them on, but when they get there, they're all dead. <laughs> and so this begins the mystery of what killed them. And, and it, it, the movie kind of rehashes the mystery of what's hunting them. Um, it's obviously different because it's not a small team of dudes in the jungle. This is uh, the police department and the feds come in. Gary Busey is leading a federal team um, as, as Peter Keyes. And he's actually very good in the role. And and Danny Glover is very good in the role. It's it's a step up from his lethal weapon character with none of that, I'm too old for this stuff. It's more like, why is anybody doing this? I'm going to have to jump in there myself and take care of it myself kind of character. <laughs> and, and, and he was really good at it. Um, Gary Busey playing his foil because, at, you know, at least for the first half of the movie, the feds are not telling the cops what they're doing there and why. And then when they finally, when the gloves come off and they finally show them, look, we're dealing with aliens. Do you know what we're talking about here? And Danny Glover just takes it all. as It's just a bad guy that needs to go down. <laughs> he just takes it all in stride. Um, and the whole movie plays out more of a horror movie, really, than the first Predator movie did. 
there's a lot of scenes where uh, people are being stalked and it's at night and they can't see the bad guy and people are just killed, uh, pulled off camera and eviscerated and, and, and strung up. And it, it does have very much a horror feel, but I've always felt that Predator kind of had a little bit of that. It, it, it helped it tie into the Alien universe a little bit better because Alien is definitely horror science fiction. Um, and the movie plays out like a, a good Predator movie should. There's a lot of chases. There's a lot of falling off buildings. There's car chases. There's shooting. There's, you know, there's mysteries to solve. People die. Uh, there's a lot of gore in the movie. Uh, they really didn't, uh, you know, pull back from anything we saw in the first movie. If anything, it goes a little bit further in showing people uh, cut open, heads cut off, uh shining the skull to save it, that kind of thing. Now, I'm going to get into a few spoilers about the movie, but this movie's been out since 1990, so you sort of should have seen it by now. It's over 30 years old. Um, what we all loved when we saw the movie, and it is even this time, by the way, it looks great on 4K. Uh, there's a, a, a thin layer of grain, but it has a very filmic experience. I felt like I was in a movie theater watching the movie for the first time. Um, it, it is very clean looking, but it still looks like a film from 1990. Uh, colors do pop, but it's it's not, you know, this is not Aquaman with HDR. This is a very realistic filmic image, and, and I respect it for that. Um, sound quality was incredible. I mean, it, it really looks like a new movie that was made in the nineties. You know what I mean? Um, but it does look good. It's a great 4k, um, uh, picture and sound were fabulous, but it, 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 you know, it's trying to portray modern times back in the nineties and it gets a lot of things right. I mean, we're not exactly automatic weapons in the streets all the time, but, um, and it's not very science fictiony. It, it stays pretty pretty close to the ground. Uh, the special effects are mostly good. Um, but what I was going to say earlier is, is we all loved what happens at the end. Um, we think that, that they take out the, the, the predator and it turns out he's not really dead. Uh, you know, Danny Glover's character has to keep chasing him, uh, eventually finds where he's been staying, which is under down in the subway. There's a ship down there. Uh, Danny Glover gets on the ship and finds the trophy case or the trophy room. And it's this little alcove that has all these different skulls, some human skulls, some predator skulls, and this giant alien skull from the movie Alien. It's the xenomorph skull. And it's like, they that was... That was one of the earliest, what I remember in 1990, of someone trying to put two universes together, two mythological pop culture universes. And, and Dark Horse Comics had already done it. You know, the Predator and Alien, they put together almost immediately. Um, but seeing an alien head in a Predator movie was just, holy crap! That that made the movie, like, the best movie ever. That Just because <laughs> they hunted alien. This was long before Alien versus Predator movies. Um, and so that was, like, the coolest thing ever. So Danny Glover has this showdown with this, this wounded alien, this wounded Predator in the ship, and he wins. He kills the Predator. He gets one up on him, and he kills him. And then when he's exhausted and tired and he thinks he's he's done, all of a sudden the, the three red laser beams come down and hit him. And he's like, what the crap? And all of a sudden a predator appears and another predator and another predator and another predator. And there's like five or six or eight of them. And they're all different helmets, different gear on, but they're all predators. And they all kind of look at him. And they all kind of look at their friend and they pick up their friend and they walk off with him. And the what's obviously the older leader type predator 
looks looks Danny Glover upside down in one of the other and pulls an old flink lock pistol from the 1700s and throws it to him and walks away. Now, I never thought about this until watching this movie this time. The Predators are on their ship, right? And they, and they, they take their buddy off. And as they walk away, they all turn on their camouflage again to disappear because they were all invisible when he was having a showdown with the Predator. And so as they leave the room, they turn their their camouflage back on. I don't understand. why. If you're on your own ship, you're about to take off, why would you turn on the camouflage? It, it, obviously, the director thought it was a cool way for them to just kind of appear into the scene and then disappear. That This is 1990, and we still couldn't do a whole lot of CG at the time, so these are composited, superimposed pictures on top of one of each other. Um, and some of the, it, it just, it looks a little rough because they're in fog and it's weird orange red lighting. And it, I'm sure it was incredibly hard for the special effects team to pull off what they did, but it, it does look pretty dated. The effects, this this was where the effects looked kind of, because uh, um, you can almost see through them. Remember that superimposed look that, that characters sometimes had in science fiction movies? And, and that they all just kind of disappeared to go back to their stations and take off. I, that didn't, now thinking about it, that doesn't really make any sense. Why don't they just walk off and go into their acceleration couches or, or, or uh, suspended animation, whatever they were going to? Why would they turn on their camouflage when they're in their own ship? I don't know. But it looked cool in the movie. And so he realizes what's happening. The ship's about to take off, and he runs out the back of the thing and 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 comes out of this just kind of covered in the same mud and muck that Arnold was at the end of the first movie. And one of the agents, one of Key's agents who didn't get eviscerated when the team did uh, somehow, some way, who he, he's been on the X-Files and a bunch of other shows too. This character is like, oh, man, we were so close. And he wants to do something with, with shoot or arrest Danny Glover but the cops come around the corner and he can't because he has to stay undercover because he's a fed and and anyway long story short the movie just kind of ends there with Danny Glover looking like you know he's been through hell because he has but he won you know and and the and the predators respected him for for winning at the end and, and let him go and you know so all in all the idea was there the story is there but man it it goes off on some tangents. It takes a while just to get to the first predator killing because we've spent so much time building up the police force and, and, and Danny Glover's character and Ruben Blades and Maria Conchita Alonso's characters um, and Bill Paxton, who plays kind of a noob. Uh, he's, well, not really a noob. He's, a, he's, a, he's from the glitzy, you know, Palm Springs kind of police force where he was a superstar and he wants to get down into the nitty gritty in the, in the heart of the war zone in L.A. And, and they're all laughing because nobody wants to take that job for real unless they want to be a showboat and that but and he it's a character that he's obviously good at playing and and he did a great job um but yeah the movie takes these tangents and goes off onto the the jamaican drug lord thing and and takes forever the the long chase between um Danny Glover and the Predator does go on up and down buildings and, and across drain pipes and into other people's apartments. And it, it, the movie is a lot of action, but they're stuffed in with these long expository scenes where uh, Gary Busey or somebody else has to give all this background on the Predator or how they've been coming here. or the And there's a lot of setup for things. And, and I don't know, it, it, by today's modern movie standards, it could have been tightened up a little bit and it would have been 
excellent. But looking back on it, for a long time, like I said, it was my second favorite movie of, of the Predator series, and now it would it would fall at number three because Predators, which I recently reviewed, was great. That's a great Predator sequel. Did really good. The Predator, the most recent one, again, this that kind of falls into Predator 2 of good try. You know, we know what you were trying there. I would still love to see a sequel to Predators more than I would like to see this particular storyline carried on. And and it'll be interesting to see what goes forward because I do not, do not think uh, Disney, who owns 20th Century Fox now, is going to let the Predator franchise just kind of die there. So I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. Check out Predator as a, as a classic kind of deal there, Predator 2. Um, it's available on 4K and streaming services. Uh, my website is therockfile.com. So check it out for all the links. And thank you so much for listening.